This is Animals Voice Podcast, presented by the Ontario SPCA, with 50 communities working together for animal welfare. We've got another great show for you on the way, so put your paws up, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Animals Voice Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin McKenzie, and happy to be joined by Jan Hanna. How are you, Jen? Good, thank you. You are with the International Fund for Animal Welfare. And you are the Humane Indigenous Communities Director for the IFAW, correct? I am. Well, thank you for joining us and and spending some time with us. We're going to be talking about something that a lot of us at the Ontario SPCA and a lot of people, I think, in animal welfare in Ontario uh, are pretty excited about, which is getting into Indigenous communities and helping with community dogs, helping these communities deal with a lack of resources and uh, with an issue that I think is is, uh, not plaguing, but certainly prevalent at a lot of northern communities. Tell me about the drive for the Northern Dogs Project. I guess in 2001 is when this came about. Yeah, so 2000-2001. And we had actually identified it as the issue, companion animal issue that we were going to work on okay. in Canada. So that's how it started. And we actually reached out to communities and asked if anybody was having trouble with mm-hmm. their dog. And sure enough, they were. Yeah. And that's how it started. It was as simple as that. And what yeah. is what is the goal of the project? The goal of the project is to help communities create humane and sustainable, sustainable, humane dog management programs. And that is recognizing, too, that this is really about behavior change. So the really identifying those um, owner responsibility areas, we prioritize that. Because, again, if you want to change how dogs are being owned and being cared for, dogs are domestic animals, and so they're cared for by their people. So it's really about getting the people on board. Okay. Can you speak to what the response within the communities has been like? Interestingly enough, when I think back to what it was like in the beginning, it's a new thing, right? You're a stranger, you enter a community, you're relationshiping in order to meet an objective that you've set out with that community together, right? So we had sat down and we had done some planning. We're going to do this and you're going to do this and we're going to do this and you're going to do that. And so in the beginning, um, I think because there's so many people who go into First Nations communities for a short time and then they leave. Mm. And that goes for all sorts of external service providing staff, not just around dogs. And so when I think back to our first clinic, for instance, it, it was it was slow. It was slow. And we wanted to we wanted to create that opportunity for people to self-select and come to us. We didn't want to set up that expectation that we would be going door to door and getting dogs because the idea, again, is to connect with their people. So I, I, I actually don't want to see the dog without the person, right? Okay. I want the person there so that we can have that conversation. And certainly talking about sterilization and the benefits of that had to be in context of the communities and how they lived, mm-hmm. right? So I never talked about cancer. I never talked about longevity. That's just not relevant to the conversation. But when you're talking about sterilization in communities that haven't seen it, you basically have to explain to them how it will help them in their situation, right? So they're used to intact populations. So that's all they've ever seen. So it was a new concept. So for our listeners and our viewers that might not be familiar with exactly the problem that we're describing, can you, like, what are the dog issues that many First Nations communities are facing? Can you paint a picture? Yeah. So when I get a call or I get an email, oftentimes, no matter what the larger story is that comes in through that call or that email, it's too many dogs. Too many dogs 
too many stray dogs. So that's how the issue is always framed. Mm -hmm. Now, interestingly, and IFA has done research in the communities and research in other communities internationally, and the dogs are owned. Okay. Right? But they are free roaming. And people aren't used to that because down here we have dogs in dog parks, in houses, in crates, on leashes. But up there, dogs are free roaming. So they are owned. They know where they live. Mm -hmm. But they're free roaming. And that's often identified as too many dogs and too many stray dogs. So it's about pairing that back, peeling that back, like peeling the onion and actually going back and figuring out what those real issues are. Because normally they're nuisance dog issues. Mm -hmm. They're not numbers. Can you go a little further on the description you just gave? Like, what are the current understandings within these communities on dog ownership? There's a whole continuum. So just like down here, people love their dogs. Um, dogs are treated well. Dogs live inside houses. Dogs live outside. So there's this whole continuum. And again, historically, traditionally, dogs used to be valued as workmates. And so when something has value, we take care of it. And when governments settled people off their traditional lands into communities, dogs lost their value. You know, we got skidoos and trucks and those those sorts of things. So that hunting and hauling that they were used for wasn't necessary. Mm-hmm. So dogs are sort of in this little bit of a precarious place as far as value goes. So they're not necessarily pets. Some are workmates. So they're not afforded that same level of care. Okay. That maybe we're used to down here. And certainly, again, they're not contained. They're free roaming in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. So you have dogs on the street doing dog things. Okay. I've got some more questions, and I want to ask you specifically about how organizations can create relationships within these communities, but we do need to take a quick break. We're here with Jan Hanna from the International Fund for Animal Welfare, the Humane Indigenous Communities Director, and we will be right back on Animals Voice podcast. The Ontario SPCA is gearing up for their biggest fundraiser of the year, and we want you to join us. The 2017 Friends for Life Walk is September 23rd and 24th across the province of of Ontario. Register today at friendsforlifewalk.ca. Welcome back to Animals Voice Podcast. I am spending some time talking about northern dog experiences and how communities and organizations are coming together to help First Nations communities deal with their issues around dog overpopulation, community dogs, and, and the mindset around dogs in these northern communities. Uh, Jan, you work with the International Fund for Animal Welfare. W- what are the steps that organizations can take to create relationships effectively within these communities? Because you can't just show up, knock on the door, we're here to help. That's the wrong approach. They, that's really not what they want to hear. What is the appropriate approach with these communities? Yeah, well, and I think, as I, as I said earlier today, in my talk, that over the last few years, certainly there's been more interest working in communities, whether from individuals or NGOs. And communities also, too, are aware that help is available. So now you have a lot of communities reaching out. So we don't even have to find communities anymore, right? They're finding us. Yeah, they're raising their hand. They totally are, yeah. And then for us, I think that gut response of taking that phone call having the issue framed often as too many dogs and too many stray dogs, taking that and then building an approach around that, that's where we need to put the brakes on, right? We need to go into those communities. We need to understand what the real issues are Mm -hmm. from a community perspective, not us going in and doing surveys, but us actually really talking to people and talking to all sorts of different stakeholders and finding out what the issue is in that particular community because each community has unique challenges. Exactly. And that you actually just beautifully segued into my next question, which was, I don't believe you can take a cookie cutter approach with these communities. They all, like you just uh, were articulating, 
have their own unique set of challenges. Can you give me some examples of on-the-ground solutions that you've seen implemented that focus on these communities? Like, Give us examples of where you've had to go in and really dig deep and, and talk to the people like you were just talking about. Yeah, well, I think that goes for anything. Anytime you're going to work in, in a First Nations community, you need to go in and you need to do that work. And I, I think historically we have some go-tos that we as external service providers mm-hmm. always see ourselves giving. And that's, you know, whether it's dog removal or sterilization vet clinics. And I think when we go in and we talk to people and we really understand what's going on in that community, that's when all sorts of the other tools that we can use percolate to the top. And then it is up to us with the community to build a plan. So rather than using random tools, I'm going to go in, I'm going to microchip. I'm going to go in, I'm going to remove some dogs. Those are tools. And they need to be organized appropriately in a plan to meet your outcome. Okay. And that's, I think, where we fall down. We're yeah. really tool-oriented. Mm. Let's throw this tool on it. Let's, let's sell this tool as a solution, and it's not true. The only thing that works is a plan and really, really working with communities. So you're about 16 years in to this concentrated effort. Yep. Can you look back... And over that 16 years, can you identify uh, community accepted dog ownership norms having changed? Are you seeing yeah. that you're chipping away at this? Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I don't want to take too much credit because the world is a global place. Sure. Right? Everybody has cell phones. Everybody has access to the Internet and Facebook. And change is happening. And I think that we all have a role. And I think we are one of those variables. And I certainly know that the the work that that IFA does is extremely, um, the communities are very, very thankful for that work. And they say all the time. Yeah. Now, I'm in contact with people all the time, 24-7, all year long. And so whatever I can do to assist the communities when we're not actually there doing on the ground work, mm-hmm. I'm happy to do. But again, I go back to, and, and we talked about this earlier, is there's this constant changing of governance. And so your work is always there so that the new governance understands the value of humane and sustainable dog population management. Okay. I'm fascinated by this work. And I think uh, you saying that you don't want to take too much of the credit. I mean, you, you, clearly IFA has been leaders in 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 this uh, project, and it's tremendous the work you're doing. Thank you on behalf of the Ontario SPCA, and, and, and thank you on behalf of our listeners, our viewers, for leading this charge, because I, I think it's, uh, it's amazing work that you're doing. It is amazing work. Thanks if for our, having me. If our listeners or viewers want to learn more about IFA or the, the, the Northern Dog Projects, where can they go? They can go to ifa.org okay. slash Northern Dogs Project, okay. or they're welcome to contact me at my email which is jhanna at ifa.org. Excellent. Thanks for spending a few minutes talking to us today. Thanks for having me. Uh, And thank you, the listeners of Animals Voice Podcast. Uh, We love show ideas. You can follow me on Twitter at OSPCAKevin. You can also send me show ideas at my email address, kmckenzie at ospca.on.ca. Until uh, next time, we will catch you later. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Animals Voice Podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and at our website, ontariospca.ca. Animals Voice Podcast is a production of the Ontario SPCA. The Society would like to thank all our supporters. Together, we are the Animals Voice.